here we go. This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is Happening, a bi-coastal program today. A topless bi-coastal program today. You're not wearing a shirt? Yeah, I just realized that. That Normally, I, I try to, when I'm working from home, I try to be professional and always, you know, fully clothed. But I uh, came over here and sat down without a shirt on, I guess. so. What? You know. what? See, now, I'll be honest. I frequently do the show in my boxers. I don't mention it. You know, I like to keep it a little profesh. But there have been times when I've been hosting the show and just kind of looking at my own dick, which is weird. <laughs> it makes me feel... It makes me very self-conscious. So you're just sitting there tits out today. Correct. I Are mean, you, I might I might I might rub my nipples at some point during Don't the do show. that. That's disgusting. I feel like a man, I feel like it's way grosser. Hear me out on this. Let me see okay. your opinion. If okay. you're a man, you say I'm going to touch you're about my to say let me see your nipple. I'm going to touch my nipples versus mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm going to just like tug on my dick. I think I think nipples are grosser for a man for some reason. I don't know if it's gross. I I can understand why it's more awkward. It's incredibly awkward. Are you wearing pants? <laughs> yeah. Now, are you wearing shorts or pants? Shorts. All right. Okay. Like like proper uh, proper shorts. Socks and shoes. You wearing socks? No socks. No shoes. I never. You you know, but I never. You know that that's one of my weird OCD things. Is I never my socks never touch the ground. Right, right. You know what is another one of your weird OCD things? When you introduce each one of your weird OCD things by saying, well, you know this about me. Like, I've read the Ryan Sampson Wikipedia. Although you could argue, I guess, that through five years of this show, I should memorize most of it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I do repeat a lot of things. Anyone who knows me knows that I only have, like, I'm a pollstering doll. I've only got, like, eight stories. Great, good for a talk radio show. Very good. I know. Um, Did you, do you... Uh, have you ever worn boxers and sh- and sneakers? It makes you, but like no pants. It makes you feel completely fucking weird. Yeah, like like, but only ever for for some sort of like emergency. Yeah, I get that. Like 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 something that's that that it's all of a sudden raining and something that's outside that can't be and you run outside really quickly only then so Ryan's topless in New York City. I'm in Los Angeles for the Major League Baseball All Star Game. But I've I was out I've been out here over the weekend because SiriusXM's been doing a bunch of events. And the other day, I got a super weird text, and I feel like that's where we should start today. Okay, it, where I I texted I texted my friend and I said, "Hey, what's going on today? I'm in Los Angeles," and she just responded with, "Not much. Do you want to come MC a charity event for Marshall Falk with Flavor Flav in five hours?" And I said, "What? <laughs> what happened? What happened to the MC? I think Flavor Flav was gonna be the MC on his own, but then uh, she was like, i 'I'll throw Mark Zio into the mix. That'll be weird.' So I looked at my calendar and I wasn't really doing anything, and I didn't, I didn't want to. Like I didn't. Here's the thing. Like I wanted to take a nap instead. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. But but then I was like, if you had told me years ago that somebody was going to say, "Do you want to come MC an event with Flavor Flav?" and you're like, eh, "I'd rather take a nap." I'd rather take a nap. So I said, <laughs> "I'll be there." Also, it's for charity, right? What was the charity? Um, the it was it was like the foundation for a drug free America, and okay. Marshall Falk was involved. Their their stated mission is to stop stop drug use in America, which I got to tell you, Ryan, very ambitious, very ambitious. I also, would say. too, how did it feel? Work by the way, it is like dark as night here right now. So, um, uh, just you know, anyways, uh, it might be aliens invading New York. Okay. Um, if it, how do you feel about working for a charity where you don't necessarily believe in their work and you might sometimes be part of the problem? Well, the question is, are we still counting marijuana as a drug? I, I think you have to ask them about that. But these type of organizations generally, I think, say, yes. well, they they actually they had there. They had a lot of literature and they had uh, posters up that also looked like. All right. If if there was a curb your enthusiasm episode where they were going to an event like this, like what would the fake posters look like? Like the fonts <laughs> all looked like horrible after school specials. It was crazy. There was like 
there was, you know, things that just said, drugs, what you don't know could kill you. And there was, uh, there were a bunch of little pamphlets around. There was one that was the truth about cocaine, the truth about Ritalin abuse, the truth about synthetic drugs, the, t- the truth about inhalants, Ooh. the truth about prescription drug abuse, which has... I don't know, a, a down-and-out rock musician on the cover. Okay. <laughs> I'll post some of these to my to the This Is Happening story on Instagram, at TIH Show. But there, there, Marshall Falk, to his credit, when he gave a speech backstage to the people who had volunteered, he said, you know, you're an adult, you can make your own choices. This is about the kids who may not know what they're getting into. And I said, okay, I thought to myself, so I can keep eating a ton of edibles and feel okay about participating in this. <laughs> That's really what I... That's what you took from his little speech. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, because I said, I'm an adult and I've made my choices. But I go to this thing. I, I don't even know how to begin to describe what this was. It was a... I, I, right off the top, I was like, I didn't end up actually emceeing the event with Flavor Flav because it got so... You just behi- ended up being there? Yeah, it got so behind schedule that I, I had to leave. But I was there with Flavor Flav, and I was introduced to him, and he said, Mark! You know what I say about Mark? And then he's holding my hand the whole time. He makes a mock. And I was like, thank you, Flav. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> what I say about Mark, he makes a mark. Mm-hmm. Words mm-hmm. still, dude. You should you should get that like on a T-shirt. Also, I have to be honest. I was wearing a mask because when I travel around, and I still wear a mask a lot of the time um, because I I'm a COVID pussy. Don't know what to say, and I think it's a good idea. And as I was walking up to Flav, I heard him explaining to another woman who was wearing a mask, and he was saying like, "Listen, doctors, you know what do they do? They wear the mask." So they don't get germs in the. But right when the surgery's over, what do they do? They go outside and they take it off because it's bad to be like breathing your own shit oh, so Jesus. much. And oh, I Jesus. have to be honest, Ryan. I immediately made the decision to take the mask off right then because <laughs> I said to myself, "I can't get into this conversation. I can't do this. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I'd rather get COVID." Was what from Flavor Flav? From anyone? I was just like, I, I don't, I can't do it. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna not get involved in this. So I hung out with Flavor Flav, who was wearing clocks. Now, what's funny is Flavor Friends, Flavor Flav's friend shows up to this event. Now, mind you, there's about thirty or forty kids, and I think the allure was you play uh, football with Marshall Falk, which is cool. It was very cool. He's a great guy. And then there was also the uh, National Cornhole League. Or American Cornhole League. I wrote it down. Again, American Cornhole League. And you might be saying to yourself, I didn't know there was an American Cornhole League. Oh, I knew there was an American Cornhole League. Oh, because you consider yourself really good at Cornhole, right? No. Wait, I I thought it was somebody. I thought you you were. I thought there was somebody we knew that was like, thought they could go pro. No, I don't think I can go pro. I mean, like, no, it's not me. Well, anyway. Oh, is that Thunder? Dude, you have no idea what's happening here. Like, I, I, I it's, it's. I'm gonna send you a picture that I just took from a live webcam, looking okay. uptown. Yeah, we're about to get like socked with a killer thunderstorm. I think. All right. Well, hopefully we get to finish our show. But the American Cornhole League, they have professional athletes to play cornhole, and I almost feel like I should say professionals who play cornhole because that is one of the things we were like, is this athletic? Is it? I don't know. Well, I guess I guess at one point, right, you have to what is professional? And and I feel like in order to be called professional at something, yeah, it has to be your job. I'm looking at this webcam photo. You're going to die. This right? Is bad That's news. Yeah. I, is it raining? It it just started raining yeah, here, dude. Here like it. it was it was eerily eerily like completely still. You know when you're tr- there's always trouble. You know you're in this. You, this is tough to do in New York City because there aren't as many trees. But when you can see the other side of the leaves, you know yes. that look. You're like, oh, that's uh, bad. I, yeah. I feel like no one ever really verbalizes that, but you know it. You, the minute I've said it, you're like, yep, the other side of the leaves is bad. That's bad. a bad situation. It's eerily still, and and I, you know, I'm not a meteorologist, but me looking at the at the radar, I have it almost looks like there there could be like tornado stuff going on here. Oh, it, interesting. It's bad. Yeah. Well, on our recorded podcast, you can report live that people will hear tomorrow. 
and then we'll get from we'll we'll find out about it. You know, let's let's say there's no tornado warnings up in New York yet, but I'm calling. We might get one. Okay, so cornhole. I, I, you were saying you were saying something about professional athlete, like what? Makes yeah, prof- I feel like I feel like 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 cornhole. Mm. A lot of these people might say they're a professional cornholer, and and they might be on the circuit or whatever, but they still, um, you know, they have a they work at the you know they own a feed store. Are they? They, you know, I don't know. They're a, they're a, an actuary for an insurance company or something. Yeah, that's a good question. I was more getting at the: Are they professional athletes? Curlers prof- are the same way. Or are they just professionals? You see what I'm saying, though. Like, well, a but guy in order plays- to get professional, that has to be your job. Does it need to be your only job, though? Yes, that's what makes the term professional. I don't think so. Let me look this up. The noises coming from New York are very distracting today. Professional definition. Relating to or belonging to a profession. That doesn't mean it's a full-time job. Like, if I was a boxer, right, but I also hosted a radio show, I could be a professional boxer if I was making money in bouts. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can have a side, but you get what I'm saying? Like, it can't be a hobby. Like, even if you're the best cornhole player in the world, and I don't know anything about it, but if you're not making enough money playing cornhole that you still have to have a nine to five, then you're you're a, you're a, you're a great hobbyist. You're a champion cornholer. I disagree. I disagree because you could be a you could be a professional, you know, anything. But maybe there just isn't enough interest to get you a salary that you know would be mean that it's the only thing you want to do. Like like for example, all right. I have a show. Let's let's be honest about this. I have a show that airs on Sirius XM, right? Am I not a professional radio host? Uh, that's a good point. Because, you know, I would say that it but Actually, I also have another job where I do events for Sirius XM. I now, mean, I guess it could be said someone someone could say you're a part-time radio host. That's fine, but would I not be professional? I guess you would be professional. I mean, I guess with Cornhole, it all really comes down to how much money is Johnsonville and French's sponsoring this year, right? Yeah, but but, but my my big my initial you, you've kind of skipped over my initial question. No, I get I get what you're saying. Are they athletes? Are they athletes? Yeah. Yes. Why though? Why am I not an athlete for doing this? I'm a professional. I'm not an athlete, and much like playing cornhole, I could be like. You're a professional at this. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't necessarily say it's particularly athletic. It's weird that as a society we've determined that, okay, if you can throw something into a hole, we think that's – if you put something in a hole, a golf ball, a basketball, a cornhole bag, we say that's athletic, whereas, you know, other things are not. Okay, whereas I would say someone who plays cornhole, basketball – uh, whatever sport you're talking about or radio or an actor, they're all performers, Right. So I think you'd fit in the same whereas whereas you're you where it's whereas you're not an athlete, but you're a performer. So you fit in the same basket that way. Yeah, but you're so you're saying that a basketball player isn't an athlete though? No, a basketball player is an athlete because they're using physical uh physical tri- what do you call it? Physical things to accomplish a goal. We're more using we're more using a brain, yeah. So I guess that's where it goes to uh, uh, poker players and chess players. Yeah, I just I just feel like like a cornhole player. I was like, I mean, now granted, these guys were great at cornhole. There was an amateur tournament where it was you know eight eight quote unquote celebrity teams. Um, there was uh, Chuck Liddell was there, and what? Dude, this, this collection of people at this event was so... I love, it. I love it that you're going like, listen, this was the cornhole event of her. Chuck Liddell was there? No, no, no. The, the, I think this wasn't a professional cornhole tournament. The the celebrity cornhole was just part of this charity thing. Dude, I don't... This is the other thing. Like, I, I was walking around with Flavor Flav, my friend, Marshall Falk, Chuck Liddell. I, I didn't know who the fuck anyone was. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> Also, we're at this. By the way, this took place at a local Los Angeles high school. So I'm in like some high school, and I was like, "Where are we?" And they're like, "Oh, this is uh, it's apparently one of the worst high schools in Los Angeles." And I was like, "Okay, is okay. this? Is this? I I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a very real question that I asked because I truthfully didn't know." They're like, "Yeah, there's we're trying to keep kids out of gangs and drugs, so we're doing this event." And I was like, "I was on my way to this event, and I was like, I'm wearing a red T-shirt, like just it's a plain red T-shirt." 
is that a problem? Like, I literally didn't know if I was dressed inappropriately for- <laughs> What did they say to you? They were like, no, it should be fine. And I was like, well, only one way to find out, I guess. I also, uh, that is not the best. Should be is not the- Not what I want to hear when I'm asking about yeah. gang violence. But whatever. It's fine. So Flavor Flav was there. We're hanging out. Chuck Liddell's there. He's there. There's professional cornhole players. And what was the funniest part about this drug-free event? Now, one, I took a I took a pamphlet on marijuana. I thought you were going to say you took an edible. No, but I, I took a pamphlet on marijuana because it had some of the street names for weed in it. And some of these I didn't know. Oh, okay. street names. I'm like, I'm like, there's streets named after weed? Okay. And I'm like, oh, never mind. You got pot, you got herb, yeah. you got weed, yeah. buds, blaze, grass, white widow, which I want to be like, that's got to be cocaine. I don't know who put that on the marijuana list. It sounds like it sounds like cocaine, but it also feels like it could be when a parent gets like a strain mixed up and yeah. they're like, some kids call it sour diesel instead of weed. Yeah, yeah. Ganja, dry high, astro yurf, which I liked. Bang, daga, dope, hemp, homegrown, J, Mary Jane, reefer, roach, puff, and Texas tea, which is another one I've never heard. Yeah, but never my heard that favorite one. one on this list is shit. <laughs> like it just give says, me that shit, man. Give me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking to Flavor Flav, and all of a sudden his friend shows up, and this guy is wearing a hat that says Pineapple Express. Oh and my I'm God. like, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I own this this dispensary or whatever pineapple express <laughs> and i'm like what are you doing here and he's like oh i'm giving some stuff to my friend flavor flav and i'm looking around and i'm like this is a drug-free fucking fundraiser like what are, what are come, you doing you come in advertising a, a drug flavor flav definitely got some shit i think so anyway, that's that was the uh, weird. So I ended up bouncing out of there because I had to. But it was just a strange. It was like my afternoon with Flav, where we were at the drug-free event at a at a local high school. It was a very strange situation for me. And Flav of Flav got drugs delivered. Yeah, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was pretty great. A friend of mine from uh, Syracuse that I hadn't seen in a long time came up and spent the uh, the weekend at the lake. Okay. Okay. So that was good. Um, I, I, today I keep getting texts, uh, from a friend of mine Mm -hmm. who he says, um, that I need a career, not a career change, but he keeps telling me that I need to grow a beard and start doing impersonations of Ted Cruz on TikTok. Why don't you just sell cameos? Why don't you be one of those fake people where you can buy a a cameo? (laughs) I guess I could, but he's like, if you start doing impersonations of Ted Cruz on TikTok, you will you won't have to work anymore. That but what will be does your Ted Cruz job. sound like? I don't I don't know how to do an impression of Ted Cruz, and also I don't look like Ted Cruz. Uh, I don't look like Ted Cruz. Haven't we gone over this before? Yes, and I'm just I'm still fighting. Like the fact that he's still going on about this. I think I'm looking at Ted Cruz, dude. You look way more like Ted Cruz than Robert De Niro. Okay, I'll give you that, but that doesn't mean I look like either of them. I think you I look. Do. I look. <laughs> I think you. Uh, I. Why don't you? Okay. Why don't you? Why don't you? Say I look this? more. I look way more like Joe Biden than I do Julia Roberts. That doesn't mean I look like either of them. Okay, but Ryan, I think you look a little like Ted Cruz in some photos. You definitely do. I'm sorry. Like, here's the thing. I think not enough that I can make a living doing impressions of them. Dude, people make a living doing impressions of people that aren't even that good. You just need to record a couple TikToks that are like, "I hate the gays. Gay marriage should be overturned." Like, he this motherfucker literally said like last week the Supreme Court was wrong to legalize gay marriage. I like, know. Like, why? I think that it is his political views that make you think you don't look like him. Like, if he was a great, if he was our last president and you loved in his approval ratings were super high i feel like right. you say i do look like ted cruz and i, I like look, that guy i would be dave going out there being doing impressions of the president exactly but you yeah. don't like him and that's why you say you don't look like him well i don't want to be associated with him is that is that so wrong 
I, but you could use your likeness to make him look like a piece of shit if you could learn how to do he, a great Ted Cruz impression. He does that all on his own. He doesn't need me. He's such a douchebag. He's really, it's pretty bad. What is it going on on the street now? I'm hearing yelling. Uh, that's a dog barking. Okay. So, so are you going to do the Ted Cruz thing? Why don't you tell me what you think Ted Cruz sounds like? Tell, okay. So you've got to, there's a speech pattern. If I listen to it, I might be able to do it. Um, the Supreme Court, when they made the decision that legalized gay marriage across the land, they were clearly wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not up to the courts. The courts should not be deciding. I would. I would definitely be on to the next TikTok by now. I would just be like, "This." See is what not- I'm saying? This is. This is. So why do I want to associate myself with this guy if I'm not a, like? I can't do impressions of Ted Cruz. Let me tell you this. Do you ever listen to the Pulse? You ever listen to Jim Ryan on the Pulse? Uh, I have before. Yes. You know who he sounds like? Who? <laughs> Michael Cohen. Sounds. Who's that? Wait, who's Michael Cohen? You know, like the Trump fixer guy? Oh. <laughs> Sounds exactly like him. You're not going to be able to unhear this now. I never I never heard that. But now I'm telling you, go watch some Michael Cohen clips and you're going to and then listen to the top 15 countdown with Jim and Rich and Kim Ashley and whoever else and you're going to be like oh, and Ron Ross or whoever. You're going to be like holy shit. The, that guy sounds like him. Sounds exactly My- like him. My neighbors were just uh, on vacation and they came back and they're like, are you sure that this girl on her, it sounded like Nicole's doing another job. Are you sure she's uh, not doing another morning show? I'm like, yeah, I'm totally sure that's not her. Where? What show? It was uh, in Cape Cod. Yeah, I don't think she's doing a morning show in Cape Cod. No. But does it make, now were you insulted by that when they asked you that? No, not at all. Not at all. Because you should have been. You should have been like, do you think? Do you think that uh, somebody who hosts a national morning show is is moonlighting in Cape Cod? You think that those motherfuckers in Cape Cod can do what I and what Nicole and I do every morning on Sirius XM? Dude, if you now I don't think that they do, but if you follow anybody who's over like a voice tracker on iHeart, hold on, let me see if I can even find somebody right away. Their shit's crazy. Their posts are absolutely nuts. They're like, listen to me on Kiss 102 Saturday from 1 to 2 in Milwaukee. Then listen to me on uh, XL 10 whatever from 1 to 2 in San Antonio. And then I'll be on, and like they list all the stations they're fucking voice tracking. Do you know how much you would have to like a random DJ to follow them from market to market? No, I think they really, I think it's more like, it's not that you're following them from market to market, it's that they're pushing their socials in each of those markets, so they're just, they're like, hey, if you're in, in X town, I'm going to be on here then. It's one thing to like you know host, do, host the type of show that you host, I get that, but all these people that are like a local like if you're in if you do middays on a local station your social media and your job is just fucking trash it's just trash it's like are you like your social media is either like go check out betsy's donuts like it's just trying to get free donuts or something because you're on the radio and then every break is like hey so that was uh that was sean mendez heard a little something about him i'll tell you about it after demi lovato it's like what are you doing is this a job is this this is a job they pay you for this it is actually a job yes Oh I know you're God. really you're really like pissed by by the fact that like top 40 DJ is a job. It's fucking I, I'm not I'm not even talking a morning show requires so much more effort than middays. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about light FM. That's what I'm saying. John Tesh will be like, hey, do you know that you can just squeeze lemon on a T-shirt and it gets a stain out? What the fuck does that have to do with anything? How is that a break? He makes seven figures for doing that. I know. His biggest contribution to society was Round Ball Rock on NBC. That was it. Not not his, you know, and Delilah, just, is she still on? Is Delilah still on? Delilah's still on, yeah. What is she, just take phone calls in her basement of, like, uh, every sad person in the world is like, I'm going to call Delilah. It's like, oh, my, speaking of what, okay. This this actually ties in nicely. <laughs> I've been. Do you ever do you ever have people in your own life that you uh, 
like I'm friends with some people on Facebook that I've started to use only for my own entertainment. Like I don't really know them anymore, yep. but yep. I follow their life. Nope, yeah. I have I have several of those people. I have had them for years. There are there are grown people. There are younger people. Uh, there are there are. There's about five that like they, they don't know that they are low key uh, social celebrities to me. They oh only my have, like, god, 10 yeah, like followers. they might as they might as well have their own reality show. As far as I'm concerned, I I follow this one this one dude right who is so clearly way too into his girlfriend right now. Like, he talks about her. He's like, reason number 100,001 that oh, Diane Jesus. is the perfect girl for me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this isn't going to go well. You like her too much. Like, you're way too in. <laughs> and every post is like a fucking five-paragraph thing where he's like, everyone said I couldn't try out for Jeopardy, but I'm going to do it. And it's yeah! like, but who told you? Who, no, who said you couldn't? He's probably friends with you. Okay, fair. I no, he didn't say you didn't tell me you wanted to be on Jeopardy. You told me you wanted to host it permanently. <laughs> yeah, but it wouldn't matter even if I said I wanted to be a contestant. You're like, yeah, like you're fucking smart enough to do that. When no, we do trivia no. night, I think you could be on Jeopardy. But where, where, where I was going with this and where it tied back to Delilah is it's just every sad. I remember Delilah from when I was younger being like every sad sack person. I feel like most of the time it would be females, but there were a fair amount of males would call in and be like, Delilah, it's Josie, and I, I just, I've been hi, having hi, a tough- Hi, Josie, thanks for calling I've tonight. just been having a tough time lately. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm 17 and a half, and I have two kids, and my, my daddy doesn't want me to be with Billy, but- I just feel like Billy and I, if we could just overcome, and then she'd be like, she's always just like, oh, well, you know, I think, it, like like Delilah would say some shit where she'd be like, you know, honey, yeah, and then she'd be like, here's Celine Dion. But it would be whatever song your local market wanted to play. It wasn't even <laughs> like, Deli- like, she's like, I'm sending this out to you, and it would just be like fucking, you know. Al Green, let's stay together. <laughs> Are you Jimmy Ray? <laughs> I mean, just... I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just the worst program. Like yeah. I, I that is something that is sometimes like you know how I've said hey, we could be way more famous if we went full alt right. I also like I couldn't make myself do that, but I could make myself do fake Delilah. Like I could oh, I, I could, could definitely, definitely get into do that. that. Yeah, I could I could definitely do a a dedications and 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 maybe I should dedications and love call. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you moonlight on another Sirius XM channel? The, I, they'd never let me before. I think it would I've be I've great. pitched other things and they they are like nope 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 we want to keep you where you are special. Yeah right yeah. What else is uh, what else is going on out there? Uh, I guess thankfully I'm not going to be. Uh, let's see. There's a guy. Okay. There's a this this can be a pick your own adventure right? Uh-huh. There's apparently a huge armored truck heist worth like hundreds of millions of dollars. Or somebody who tried to return a pair of socks. Let's start with the armored truck heist. And before we get into the actual... Well, tell me what's going on there. Uh, so this is in the... With this SF gate. So uh, 150 million in jewelry reportedly stolen from armored truck between Bay Area and Southern California. Yeah, but like then what do you do with it? Also... $150 million in jewelry was reportedly stolen from an armored Brinks vehicle that was bound to the Bay Area, or from the Bay Area to Southern California. Uh, K-Pix says that the gems, some of which were sapphires, 19-carat yellow gold, um, were going to be showcased at the International Gem and Jewelry Show in Pasadena, a direct-to-consumer jewelry show that sells loose gems, watches, and accessories. The merchandise was reportedly loaded inside the Brinks vehicle, Last Sunday evening, by Monday morning, two dozen lockers were gone. Okay, but again, what are you going to do with a bunch of loose jewels? Unless you're Scrooge McDuck. Like, I don't... Where would you take these? Loose jewels? Or what... Like, what would you do with these? If if somebody gave me a bunch of jewels right now, I'd be like, I don't know where to take these. Obviously, the average jewelry store isn't going to be like, yes, we have $150 million in cash, let me buy these off of you. Yeah, but there are there are wholesalers that I think would grab. I mean, like I don't know a lot about the industry and how well stones are marked, but I don't think that they are at all. So, 
can pretty much sell them probably pretty easily, I would think. But to who? Because you can't just flood the market. You can't be like, hey, uh, my name's Mark. I know I've never sold jewelry before. I've seemed to have just, quote, okay. come into, uh, unquote, a little bit of jewelry. And then yeah, it's you're $150 right. million dollars worth it. They'd be like, I think that's the guy. Somebody who is able to rob an armored car without incident of $180 million worth of jewelry has, or $150 million worth of jewelry has no connections uh, or friends in the jewelry industry. Well, okay, but is, is robbing an armored car even that big of a deal? Like, think about this. You I think it's one of the see- hardest things to, to rob. Is it though? Isn't it just normally one dude? Like you always see them being unloaded and stuff. I think realistically, the allure of the armored car is everyone's like, I couldn't possibly do it. But I bet you could. I bet they get lax just like any other, you know, job. Well, yeah. I mean, like there were certainly, I'm sure that there's been famous armored car heists, but they're usually, from my understanding of armored car heists, a little bloodier. What's your, what's the biggest. Hi, what's the biggest crime you think you could pull off? The biggest crime that I think I could pull off? Yeah. You mean monetarily? No, I mean just in general. Okay, like I mean I have to imagine an act. Like this is what's so shocking to me about society, and I've kind of touched on this before, so I'm, I'm basically saying the thing, same thing, but like I don't think it would be that hard to do like a, like a bad act of terrorism. Right? Oh, it would be incredibly easy. That's what I'm saying. So it's really just the idea that people, you know, like living and there isn't as much hate in the world as you've been led to believe that keeps that from happening. Correct. But, like, I think I could pull off a pretty big act of terrorism. It's not that hard to do. No, you're right, though. I mean, like, listen, there were, after 9 11 and after things like that, there were people, like, like, have you ever seen Sneakers? What? There's a movie called Sneakers okay. with Robert Redford and Sidney Poitier and Dan Aykroyd and River Phoenix and no, uh, yeah. Um, but they were like they were paid to break into places to see how the security was. Oh, okay, right. But if you think about that, if you just go through the world and look for ways to fuck up the world, they're everywhere. Yeah. So, what do you think is the biggest? Let's take a terrorism plot out of the out of the equation for a minute. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest crime you could you could do? I could uh, do you get away with it. Yeah, probably murder, right? Oh yeah. I mean, See, especially what we did. We talk about it on yeah. the show a few weeks ago. 50 that, per, oh, fifty percent of murders these days go unsolved. I unsolved. just assumed that there were cameras everywhere, and if I killed someone, it would be found <sighs> out nearly immediately. Apparently, that's not the case. No, I mean, like you're gonna. There are some cameras everywhere, but you're gonna more. It's probably more forensic or like financial or something. Like it's gonna be you swiping your Metro card. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm talking crime. What crime are you doing? What can you do? I, Take me through your crime. I could steal a car. How? How? Yeah. Do you know how to hotwire a car? No, but enough people leave them running around New York, it's not hard. So I've asked you what's I, the biggest crime you could do, and you just went with steal a car? Yeah. Is I that can, even I a mean, big like, crime? I, I, I mean, like, if I can unload the car, I mean, I might get two or $3,000 out of it. Two or three? You could just fucking take someone's wallet on the Upper <laughs> West Side. That's true. I'm not... I'm not... I, I, what other crimes you thought about this it sounds like what crimes could you get away with what what, what do you think you could commit i i okay i think well obviously there was the the bad thing i said i think ooh, I all i could think of is bad stuff like i definitely think i could i could wire up a restroom with cameras and like oh. sell them on a web, webcam you're while. talking dark web shit. Yeah, yeah Mark, I think uh, I think I could do that. Marksupskirt.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never understood the guys when they get arrested and they're like, um, he was taking upskirt photos. It's like, what? <laughs> why did? What the fuck? One terrible angle. Two. What? You know? Just, I mean, like, I feel like you gave if you gave me time. Like, if we really sat here, hmm. I'm sure I could come up with some good embezzlement or you know, uh. 
uh, embezzlement or, or fraud schemes. Okay. All right. I just think that the, the, this whole thing where they stole these jewels from an armored car isn't that impressive. I mean, it's interesting, but I don't know. Like, it's mainly most things I could steal, right? Let's say it's memorabilia. Like, remember a couple years ago when Tom Brady's uh, jersey got stolen after the Super Bowl? And, and that's right. And then he flew to Vegas with friends and kicked in the door of the hotel room and robbed them to get it back. Oh, no, that was O.J. Simpson, Ryan. Oh, sorry. Yes, which also, by the way... Wrong football player. I don't... When that happened, I just couldn't believe that <laughs> that's what O.J. Simpson went to jail for, ultimately. But, no, the, the Tom Brady jersey, it's like, what do you do with that? Like, the, that item, was, the, the item was right so hot. Right after the game, hot. right? Yeah, the item was so hot. Everyone was like, where's the jersey? Where's the jersey? Where's the jersey? Like, well, how would you ever, you couldn't unload it. You'd well, dude, that's, that's uh, you you say that, but that's, that's centuries of art thiefdom. Right, like how many famous artists have we heard of that that, that their painting got stolen? They're still finding somewhere to sell it. I guess. So yep. jewelry, I think, would be incredibly easy. All right, I just don't know what I would do with a bunch of rubies. What's going on with the socks? What, what was the other thing? Uh, the other thing here is, uh, give me one second to get back to it. There's a guy who is um, filed a lawsuit against Bass Pro Shops. Yeah. This is in the Springfield News Leader. Uh, a Springfield man, hold on, we got an ad for a popsicle. Oh. Uh, a Springfield man has filed a class action lawsuit against Bass Pro, claiming they refused to honor a lifetime warranty on socks. The lawsuit, which Kent Slaughter filed, sounds like a fake name, filed in July of 2022, says Bass Pro has uniformly misrepresented to consumers that its apparel product, Redhead Lifetime Guaranteed All-Purpose Wool Socks, is sold with a lifetime guarantee. The lawsuit states that Slaughter purchased the socks from Bass Pro in hopes of a lifetime warranty, and that the warranty was a major factor in his decision to purchase the socks. Yeah. Yeah. The lawsuit states at one time Bass Pro would replace the socks with a free replacement. Each time the socks would wear out, but Bass Pro replaces socks with new different pairs of socks that only come with a limited 60-day warranty. Ah, so they switched them. He bought a lifetime warranty pair of socks, and they replaced them with a 60-day warranty. Now, do they still sell the lifetime socks? Uh, okay. And the question According- being, like, does it say that you get, like, here's the thing. Okay. According to the lawsuit between 2014 and 2021, Slaughter purchased a total number of 12 socks from the Bass Pro Shop Superstore in Springfield. It says Slaughter returned multiple pairs of socks starting in 2015 and got a no-charge exchange under the lifetime warranty. But according to Slaughter, things changed in 2021 when he attempted to return four pairs of socks. The suit says he was told that the store clerk could not assist with the exchange and eventually was given distinctively marked 60-day socks. Okay. I'm told. Hold on, one more thing. The lawsuit alleges that Bass Pro Designs manufactures, markets, advertises, and sells the product with the following statement displayed. Are you ready for it, Mark? Ready. The last socks you'll ever need to buy. Hmm. I think the guy might be right. I think so too. The thing is, they're stupid. It well, it, it's it's. I don't know this guy's situation, right? I don't know his financial situation, but I, I, he's, he's right, okay? But he's also an asshole. Like, you can't, you can't expect to buy, also, who wants to wear the same socks for 70 years or whatever the fuck? I still, but you can't, then why offer it? If you offer it, you should take them up on it. Like, this is, this is, I just want to use a full jar of blue emu cream and return it and see if I get my refund. What is it? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's like the full jar guarantee. Use the whole thing if you're still not satisfied. Maybe it's some Australian, whatever. But there's, there's all those, it's the, it's the old people creams that they always say the empty jar guarantee. Like use it all. And even if you're not satisfied, return the empty jar and we'll refund your money. Do they actually return it? I, I don't know. That's why I want to try one time and see what happens. Okay. 
But with this with this whole thing, it's like I understand that they said it, but also like don't be a dick. This is like when you bought like I think LL Bean used to do this with backpacks. It would be like you could have the backpack for three years. You could you could put like a badger in the backpack. It could be totally fucked up, and then you would send this tattered thing back and be like, "Give me a new one." And it's like, well, that's not really the spirit of the thing. It's not that you could, you know, explode it and write on it and drag it through the mud. It, it's the whole thing was a, you know, normal wear and tear. Well, these are socks. I mean, like, we don't know that he was washing his car with it. Let's just assume he was wearing socks in his shoes. But again, how many wears should a pair of socks, you know, take? How much What's are the these pair socks? Of socks sho- I, let's look. I'll look them up. Oh, yeah. I, who knows that they even sell them anymore? Yeah, please look them up. Okay, give me give me twenty seconds. Well, uh, I gotta find the the actual. Oh, here we are. Redhead lifetime guaranteed all all purpose wool socks. Copy. We're gonna Google that shit. Paste. Boom. Fourteen ninety nine. I mean, Jesus Christ! And he bought them. When did you say? Two thousand eleven. Two thousand fourteen. I think. Two thousand fourteen. And he started returning them in 2015, and he had been returning and getting new pairs until 2021, when it was uh, they stopped giving him the lifetime, and he got 60 day. Now socks. this is a. I think that there's probably something in there that they're allowed to change their mind at any time. There's probably some fine print somewhere and if not shame on their legal department because they screwed up well then that's not really an agreement like like that's like nothing is an agreement also buying socks doesn't constitute a fucking agreement uh, it, it, I, I'm sure, no, that's why they're able to do that. I'm sure this is some form of a contract that if you buy something and they tell you there's a warranty on it, that's got to be some form of a contract that they've got to honor. You can't you can't say lifetime warranty and, and be like, oh, sorry, we had our fingers crossed. But you can say after this date, we're changing the situation. Maybe well, there's then some it's not type- lifetime. That's, 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 this is why, this is, oh, no, yeah. this is, this is, that's not, then don't say lifetime. I don't understand why people's compulsion to lie like that. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying, like, I think if you had a product out with a lifetime warranty, you could put out a a message or something somewhere that says, like, hey, look, after August 31st, 2022, please note, you have to bring the socks back now or, you know, we are discontinuing our lifetime warranty on these socks or something. Like, like I just, just don't be stupid and put a lifetime warranty on undergarments. Don't put a lifetime warranty on anything that you replace regularly. I wonder, though, like, is the is the are they just banking on the fact that the average person would not bring the want to wear socks for 50 years? And the one person that does, that's fine. We can replace them. Yeah. (laughs) Except this guy. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's sold way more socks than they've ever had to replace. But like, if you make that dumbass fucking assertion. Stand by it, man. See, this is they've they've played themselves because now everyone that has these socks is gonna be like, Yeah, I should get a new pair. But <laughs> but like I have to imagine this is just some local bass pro shop being like, No, and then this guy was like, I'm gonna sue. Now, meanwhile, this is going to cost him so much more money than just buying some new socks. Oh, if it's a class action suit, I mean, I guess other people have to join in how much, how many damages, like, because pro- I don't know how it works, but the damages you get in a class action are based on how many people it affected, right? Yeah. Now, do, let's speak of undergarments. What brand, because I, I noticed, I think I finally was like, you know what, I'm doing better now when I started to actually buy a specific brand of underwear versus like, I'll just go to Walmart and get the Hanes pack. Right. What are you? What do you have a specific brand? Because yeah, I do. But the problem is, is what I learned is that most of those ones aren't actually the brand. That they're all some sort of um, uh, what do you call it when you just give them the name? Licensing deal. Yeah, they're just yeah. A lot of times they're just licensing deals. Meaning that that they're, that they're not actually from that brand. That it's just a a manufacturer somewhere that's what bought are you wearing, the license. Like Gucci underwear. No, but I mean like 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 Calvin's are one. That there's like 500 different varieties of Calvin Klein underwear. But you're saying they're not actually designed by Calvin Klein. Not all of them I feel are. Okay. All right. 
Um, as as far as but this- but I'm a but I'm I'm between a, a Calvin and and Adidas. Okay. Now you don't think that that oh everyone hear that? That's rain on my air conditioner. Rain, a real storm happened in New York City. You don't think that this guy is kind of being an asshole? Like he's right, but he's also like, dude, really? No, really? I think people. I think people need to keep these companies honest. A hundred percent. It's like what we talked about before the the pandemic, where the um about the window seats. And your friend, your friend was like, actually, dude, you might be right here. Dude. I think I listen. Corporate America loves to lie like this, and just like you said it, they're like, "Yeah, just say lifetime warranty, and then you know, put something in the fine print that it's not really lifetime warranty, and it's fine." Like, I think that that really—that's the American way. That's the mentality, and people. I think when people do that bullshit, they need to get called on it. I'm looking 100%. up these. All right, so what are they? They're Redhead Ultimate socks. Is that what they're called? They were uh, the the redhead lifetime guarantee all purpose wool socks. Well, I guess my question is, you can't. There isn't a lifetime guarantee if, let's say, the company goes out of business, right? So, w- what if they just stop making these socks? What are you supposed to do? They used to have a lifetime warranty, then they stopped offering it. What I mean, I guess that you've got to fully refund. Exactly. I think that would be the move. They should have. They should have maybe given him the sixty-day socks and fully refunded and said, "Sorry, we don't do this anymore." Somebody literally on the Bass Pro Shops website says, "Love these socks. Have purchased these for years. However, they used to have a lifetime warranty until this year." And I want to be like, "Hang on, why have you been <laughs> purchasing them for years? <laughs> years? If they had a lifetime warranty?" Okay, I, now, dude, it just don't make. I don't understand. Don't make silly claims. By like the way, that. this is a whole thing. Now I'm looking at reviews for these socks. Four months, like before this even happened, four months ago, one star, no more warranty, no longer a good product. I have a pair of the originals, still great 10 years later. New ones, two years old, and have worn through at toes and ripped the top off. Won't be buying oh. more. Interesting. You don't be, you go get a free pair, dummy. I shouldn't have called that person a dummy. That was mean. No, oh, who cares? One star, got a hold, no exchange, three question marks. Always <laughs> harped about the quality and longevity of the Bass Pro Socks socks. Uh, Bass Pro socks. Over the years, only exchanged one or two pairs. Now I have a hardly worn pair of the hole and find the lifetime guarantee that I bought them under is null and void. Big Ooh. BS. Yeah. See, but dude, this is 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 that nothing. Every every everyone lies to you, and they think it's cool. I don't. I, and I I know that it's people like you and I who work these jobs, and we're the ones that are like, yeah, you know, we'll say it's a lifetime warranty, but as long as we put that line in the fine print, we'll be great. So it seems like what happened is they, because now I'm I'm reading Bass Pro Shops like responded to somebody's inquiry and were like, listen, we don't offer the lifetime warranty anymore. So they just changed the rule. So it really is if you have your, I think the issue is, I want here's what I would like to know. Do you have to have the original seat receipt, receipt from 2014? Yeah, like I think, like, and I think that's a fair request on Bass Pro Shops' uh, part. If, like, it's like, listen, if you bought them when we had it, sure, you can have them. Well, they probably should do, you know, like when you buy a TV, you have to send in a little warranty registration. Yeah, you should just have that for the socks, and then they'll have it on file. Which do they do that? Do they really do that? You mean for socks? Do, or I mean, for do televisions? you do you do you do that? I never. Do I've it. never. I've never filled out a warranty card ever. I don't do it either. And they, it's on a lot of children's toys because they're like, if it's a recall, we'll have to let you know. And I'm just like, well, I hope I just hear about it. I'm sure. No, I'll be just fine. sue you when you kill my child. From well, that's choking. not what I. I don't want that to happen. We got about. <laughs> We got about four minutes left. Uh, I want to quickly talk about Tom Brady because he got like dragged online for saying that the hardest thing about parenting is his wealth. And everyone was like, oh, boo-hoo. Tom Brady has so much money and he makes it hard to parent his kids. But, you know, the more I've thought about this, the more I think that makes perfect sense. Which is, you know, this this man is has has worked hard to have... He has, like, fucking every luxury in the world, I would imagine. And I think it's like, well, how do you raise kids and try to explain to them, like, hey, this isn't a normal existence? That's got to be extremely hard. Yeah, I don't, I don't, listen, because it's, either, either you, you know it's going to be their existence, right? And you're telling them, this is going to be your existence. Don't be a dick. Be a good mm-hmm. person. Try to figure out how to be nice and pass that on, right? Or you're the Warren Buffett and you're like, yo, just 
be aware, like, you're on the jet now, but the second you turn 18, I'm kicking you to the curb. Make your own money. Better start working. Which, by the way, that type of parenting is extremely shitty to me. I mean, it's, it's, but, but that's the opposite side. That's the solution to what Brady's complaining about here is he's not willing to do that. He's not willing to say. He's basically like, I'm going to give my kids all this money and all this privilege. Boy, that sucks. When he could say, meh, get your own. No, no, because no one's even talking about when they turn 18. I think he's talking about right now. Like he was, I think what he said is he's like, you know, we have people that meet us at the airport that take us to this. Do we have a driver? Should we need it? And and, and it's, it's tough to, you know, explain to them that that is not the average reality of the world. I think if you're the type of parent that has wealth and brings your kid up in that lifestyle and then says at age 18 you're just going to got to fuck off. That's a, that's what are you doing? That's like that's like having an animal in a in a zoo and then releasing it out into the wild and being like good <laughs> luck. Like that's unfair. That's equally shitty in my opinion. Yeah, but I mean there's definitely I mean I, do you think like at what age did your parents make you start working? What age did you have your first I job? I wanted to get a job because I wanted to be able to buy shit and do shit. I think I did it in like eighth grade. Okay, so your parents didn't give you any money, so they did it and they didn't force it but into they, you. But, but then here's the thing: I got to be they honest. They just didn't give you. They didn't just give you money. They knew that if you wanted to buy shit, you were going to have to go out there and earn it. Yeah, but then also they just gave me money, and it turned out fine. You know, like at one point, my dad was like, "I'd rather you focus on school. So if you need money, just ask me, and don't worry about having a job right now." All right. Which was fine. I'm just saying, people acting like they don't understand what Tom was trying to say, like he was bitching about having enough money, a, a lot of money, I think are off base. I think it's actually, I think it's it's refreshing as opposed to them being like, yeah, our life's fucking great, my kid's life's fucking great, and, uh, you know, we're just, we're really killing it. He's, if anything, he's trying to be relatable in the sense to be like, look, I understand that I have privilege, and I'm trying to communicate and instill in my children that not everyone does, and therefore it's hard because how do you make an argument that we can't have X, Y, Z or whatever when we can literally have anything? Well, I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he necessarily said anything wrong. But, you know, there's... It, it, but it, it, but it, I guess where, where, where it comes across <coughs> as to me is, is that he's almost like throwing his hands up like, well, I guess there's nothing I can do about this. No, I think he's just saying it's the hardest thing he has to deal with. All right, that's fair. I, and that's all I'm getting at. I don't understand why exactly he was drag so much online but anyway well, we gotta get out people need to, to drag people that's it we gotta get out of here ryan any thoughts before we do uh i hope it quiets down for the next show yes be here tomorrow bye goodbye